And welcome in to this week's edition of Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Also being simulcast on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians providing an unparalleled level of care. Visit Southeast Orthopedic Specialist in Riverside, Ponte Vedra, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. With Denny Thompson, the hacker Ryan Green with you. Denny, the 2020 recruiting cycle just in the rearview mirror. Only, what, a week, week and a half now. And already for 2021, Florida has added, I believe, 10 or 11 commitments uh, to the 2021 class, including a couple in the West, a uh, couple of days, including Trevante Rucker, a four-star wide receiver from Ocala. Never ceases to amaze me how quickly one recruiting cycle can be put to bed and how quickly the uh, next recruiting cycle starts taking shape. It never stops. It absolutely never stops. I mean, every year I say, oh, thank God, signing day's come and gone. And then the very next day uh, with quarterback training stuff, I'm back on the phone about – it looks 2021 from a quarterback perspective is 70 to 80% done. Yeah. Most of the work we're doing now is 22 and 23 but it it never stops, man. If you if you don't want to be if you're listening to this and you think you want to be a college football coach and you don't like to sell, you're getting in the wrong profession because it is ninety percent sales, ninety percent recruiting, ninety percent um, texting and and DMing and and it 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 is relentless um, at that level, and that's the lifeblood of of every program now. Florida has added, like I said, again, commitments, non-binding. They're only verbal I've at this point. I've got nine. have got nine, okay. Four, seven, so yeah. they got seven four-stars, including Trevante Rucker from Ocala, who is the latest commitment. What is Dan Mullen selling on the recruiting trail that's working? Because they are building right now, they have a top five 2021 class. You know, I don't, I don't know what he's selling, but I, I can tell you this. People are coming away from Florida ready to go. It, it, it was. It's one of those things where when when they get somebody there for a junior day or they get somebody there for an unofficial, they're blown away. And 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 now the the there's what's happening is this is the energy and the product on the field matches each other, right? So you can go look at a plenty of of examples of high energy programs when it comes to recruiting, but then when it comes fall that 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 product doesn't match the energy. Um, look at FSU under Willie. Great energy in recruiting. Product terrible. Right. Georgia Tech, right there. Like, huge energy recruiting. Are they going to be able to match that energy on the field? And that's still to kind of be determined. You can look at USF right now. Maybe the most energy of anybody locally is USF. But people are waiting to see what the product is. Florida's in that weird thing where, that very rare thing where Georgia's at and Alabama's at and all them are at where, there's the energy in the recruiting trail, but there's also the product on the field that matches uh, that energy. And and when that happens, man, you've got something good. And, by the way, they're in a building phase. So these guys are coming in, and they're able to tell them, look, when you're a sophomore, this is what you're moving into. You know, we talked a lot about um, quarterbacks that you've worked with, Anthony Richardson, obviously, a quarterback that you're very familiar with. That's part of the 2020 class moving now to 2021 again looking way down the road here but the Gators already have a quarterback commitment Carlos in this 2021 class Carlos Del Rio another young man that you're very familiar with give Florida fans an appetizer a teaser if you will about the type of quarterback Carlos Del Rio is 
And like we talked about last week, he's doing a good job recruiting in his own right for Florida on that recruiting trip. Yeah, I've only seen Carlos in person once or twice. I'll see him uh, a couple times here in the next month. But I know the guy that works with him really well, one of my closest friends. And um, this guy is, I mean, he works with, you know, a who's who up in Atlanta. And and he's been blown away by Carlos for two or three years. So I, I, I've heard nothing but great things about him. He's a big, strong kid. I think he's almost 6'3 now. And um, – and he's he's he is recruiting very hard. He seems to be um, very solid in his commitment to Florida, which I'm a little surprised about actually, because this is a four-star quarterback with a ton of options. Um, but once again, it seems like he's kind of found the place he wants to go. Likes the way Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson operate, and uh, and and he's going at it. But I think, you know, as far as 21 quarterbacks, it it's there's two up at the very very top that. When you talk to college coaches, they tell you it's as good a film as they've ever seen. And then there's a group of about five to seven that are legitimate um, quarterbacks who who are going to do very good things, and Carlos is in that next grouping down there. Uh, so it's a great get for the University of Florida. You have to get in at least one quarterback every recruiting class. Is that about right? I mean, you look at Dan Mullen. He went from Emory Jones to Anthony Richardson. Now they already have Carlos Del Rio verbally committed. I mean, it looks like they're going to try to get at least one Every signing, sure. Class. Yeah, you want to sign one. Um, I think that's a that's something people are still playing around with right now with the new transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. Is what is the quarterback? Everybody's got kind of a different approach to that position in recruiting. Some people are taking two every year and hoping to keep one. Some people are taking one every year. Some people are just kind of saying, "Listen, we've got to keep one every other year, or we've got to gain one or two, you know, every other year." Uh, meaning through the portal or through a graduate transfer or something along those lines. At the end of the day, what you've got to have is you've got to have two very capable quarterbacks on your roster, however you get there. And preferably they are two years apart. At the end of the day, that's what you hope for. A couple of changes on the Gator coaching staff since we last met here on Gator Bites. Uh, it looks like Charlie Strong is going to be a analyst with the University of Florida. Kerwin Bell, as a matter of fact, as well in an analyst role. Has and, that been announced, Kerwin? Well, the Kerwin, the, the rumors are out there with okay, Kerwin. It's okay. been announced with, with Charlie. Right. The rumors are out there with Kerwin. So you're right. I don't want to necessarily jump the gun. But Charlie Strong looks like that's going to happen as a an analyst. And we see that a lot. In fact, on XL Primetime, former Dallas Cowboy head coach Dave Campo has been a defensive analyst with Southern Cal. And we've had him on. And, and the analyst role is one of the new things you hear in college coaching. The tight end position has been filled as well with Tim Brewster. And Gator fans, you might remember the name Tim Brewster because he was doing a good job recruiting on Jimbo Fisher's staff in Tallahassee. I don't know a lot about Tim Brewster, Denny, but in following recruiting, Tim Brewster is one of the guys that you hear is a recruiting... um, He's a stud. He's a stud, yeah. He's the guy recruits his tail off basically everywhere he goes. Again, looks like a good hire by Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen has done a masterful job of keeping coaches, number one. Um, the coaches that he's left, you could make the argument that he's upgraded. Every time he's lost somebody, you could make the argument that he's upgraded. I, I don't know about the DB position. He lost a pretty good one in Warren. And it seems like Torian Gray's a good one. But I, that's the one that you probably look at and go, okay, time will tell. This is a huge upgrade. This is a huge upgrade. This is almost, and I said this on the sports den, this is a flex, is what this is. This is Dan Mullen saying, okay, that no problem. Jimbo's been trying to hire Brewster for the last year, right? You can't get him watch this. I can. 
So essentially, what if you're a Florida fan, what you should take away from this is a couple things. One, Dan Mullen is so well respected that people are leaving good jobs at the drop of a hat and coming to work for him. But don't be fooled by this. The University of Florida is so far behind Dan Mullen that they're basically giving whatever Dan Mullen needs to keep this train going. That is a huge statement. When you're spending what they're spending on facilities and you're still saying, look, Dan, you need Tim Brewster and it's going to take whatever it takes, 700K to get him, no problem. I mean, this was a – this was not even a courtship. This was a phone call. Right. Right? This is a phone call and his agent going, this is what we want. Okay, fine. You got it. And it really is, it's a flex. And it, and with other teams around the SEC, I promise you they're looking at this going, oh, crap. Now we got to deal with this in recruiting. we got to deal with a Florida program who's putting every resource they have behind it, who's getting facilities, who's winning on the field, and they have a top 10 class. Yeah, good luck. Today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by the one and only Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians. Listen for the good Dr. Kevin Murphy on Thursday mornings here on 1010XL. Southeast Orthopedic Specialist is located in Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the beaches, Fleming Island, and in St. John's. You can visit them online, se-ortho.com. And you can also listen to Dr. Chris Swanson every Monday night on the Sports Den with Denny Thompson and big game James Coleman. You know, we talk about the head coaching position as far as recruiting. Back to Brewster for a moment. What makes a good recruiter in the assistant coach, the position coach ranks? Why is Tim Brewster or guys like Tim Brewster, what makes them good recruiters? Yeah, there's a couple of things. There's the ability to identify with kids. Um, that's a little overrated, and when people say that, I think people get the wrong idea. When I say identify, it is the ability to listen and to figure out what kids want. Let me give you an example. Carson Beck last year, who's at Georgia now, made it crystal clear what he wanted. Crystal clear. There's one school that when he went on his visit, he wasn't about facilities. It wasn't about anything. He was about how do you see me fitting in your system. And when he went in that visit, their recruiting was elite. Todd Hartley was elite at this. He put together everything Carson wanted, so Carson had no questions. And so in today's day and age when recruiting it starts at such a young age, um, especially at the quarterback position, guys know what they're looking for. They want Their main goal is to get to that next level after you. Mm-hmm. And the good recruiters realize that. Their good recruiters realize, I need to show this guy how he's going to be utilized, and I need to comfort him that he's making a wise decision for the next three or four years, how many ever years. The biggest thing is work ethic. The biggest thing is when I mention relentless, like you really cannot imagine how relentless this is. If I were to pick up my phone at 2 o'clock in the morning, and and I'm not going to name the names, but I know of five coaches I could call at 2 o'clock in the morning and they would pick up. There is no downtime for them. It is 24-7, 365 recruiting. um, And a lot of guys just aren't built that way. You know, it's just – it's – you get into the job and you say, okay, well, they're making half a million, 700,000. Man, it is exhausting. It's exhausting from my angle just to have to hear from them so much. I can't imagine being them. So, I mean, it is a relentless work ethic. It's the ability to identify. It's the ability to communicate. It's the ability to really be able to buy into what you're selling. Um, and, and really, it's, 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 an, it's like that. This is the sad part. 
it's that weird, creepy salesman mentality of I've got to believe it, but at the same time, there's a little bit of fudging the truth here. Happens everywhere. You know, you keep bringing up a guy every week, and I don't think we spend enough time talking about him. Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you got a good relationship with Brian Johnson. Um, was a quarterback at Utah, right? Played right. with Dan Mullen and, and Urban Meyer when Urban was the coach out there. Just talk about Brian Johnson because it seems to me Brian Johnson's a terrific recruiter. Brian Johnson's a terrific on-the-field coach, and yet I don't think maybe he gets enough recognition from Gator Nation that he probably deserves. No, he doesn't because of Dan Mullen is the one actually calling the plays. But Brian is um, – I would consider Brian a friend at this point. We we talk pretty often. Um, and, and this is what I'll say about Brian. My kid can go play for Brian any day, any day. He is a great human being. Um, in my dealings with him, he's been a very honest recruiter. Um, he goes out of his way to develop relationships with the guys. And, and when I say relationships, like, you know, I think if you talk to Felipe even, now that he's gone, there's still that relationship. I think, I bet you if, I bet you if you talk to him, he would tell you, Brian did everything that he possibly could to get Felipe in the best possible, um, situation after Florida. And on top of that, he's a really good quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. And he's been around Mullen since he was in college. And so it's one of those things where, you know, I hope he's not taken for granted, and I don't think he is. I think Dan Mullen looks at him as almost like a son. Um, But I I do think he is a key component to Florida's success. As a friend of his, I I I really hope he gets that next opportunity because I think he's going to make an amazing head coach. But I think that's probably still a couple years away. You know, finally, before we get to Billy Donovan, of course they are putting Billy Donovan's name on the court. And before Gainesville. we do that, can everybody hit like? We got a bunch of people watching. Can everybody hit like and share whatever you want to do on Facebook? Help us out with that. There's no question. Really appreciate it. If you hit the like button, we would certainly thank you for it. Um, ESPN.com, they're going to put out lists. There's going to be a lot of lists, right? Every day there's going to be a list of this college thing and that college thing. Well, one caught my eye, and we'll spend more time on it next week, but just to dive into it briefly because I do want to get into Billy Donovan. Top 10 quarterback battles mm-hmm. heading into spring football. Had a local flavor to it. Georgia was on that list. Alabama, obviously, was on that list without Tua being there anymore. Um, Florida State was on that list. Even Miami was on that list. Did not see Florida on that list. Now, there is a common thought among Gator Nation, I'm sure most people watching, that Kyle Trask and Emory Jones are going to have a little bit of a battle. But from a national standpoint, it was surprising to me, Denny, that ESPN did not have Florida on the top ten. Yeah, the one that you just named that interests me is Miami. There's not a competition in Miami. I would doubt it. I no, mean, it's going to be King's job. Yeah, the rest of them are all legitimate. In fact, I think Alabama, I don't think two of his brothers are even going to be there. I think he'll transfer. But um, the rest of them are all legitimate. I don't, I don't know. You think there's a battle with Georgia? Oh, yeah. With Jamie Newman and Carson Beck? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they are – Neck and neck. And right again, now. for people, yeah. new watchers, Denny has trained Carson Beck at six points uh, here in Jacksonville for years. You're very familiar with that yeah, situation. That, 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 that'll be a situation until they go to Alabama week two. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I, that's my personal belief on it. Because um, Georgia fans would have you believe Jamie Newman's going to win the Heisman next year. That's because Georgia fans are, are irrational about everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, as far as what's going on in Florida, I think I'm going to stay solid on this. I think there is a competition. And I I think the reason why it has nothing to do with Kyle Trask. And that's where I think people get this wrong. Kyle Trask 
played really well last year. Kyle Trask is a good football player. Kyle Trask is probably going to play on Sundays. But, guys, I'm telling y'all, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson are really freaking good. Like, really good. Better than what Florida has had. You can make an argument for Will Greer. But better than what Florida has had on that campus in a long, long time, both of them. And so it's going to be hard to sit there and go into spring and go, okay, Kyle, this is completely your team. When you've got two guys out there doing things that he cannot do. Now, there's probably things that he does that maybe they don't do as well. But at some point, if you're Dan Mullen, you're going to have to make that decision. Where does that play in my offense? And what gives us the best chance to fulfill these crazy expectations? And I think they're, they're, they're valid expectations. But what gives us a chance to fill these crazy expectations that Gator Nation has? Especially when we got the likes of Trayvon Grimes and Kyle Pitts and all the guys that are going to be catching footballs from those quarterbacks. Go ask, go ask defensive coordinators around the SEC right now what they want to happen in Florida. And I promise you, 70% of them say, we hope they play Kyle Trask. Wow. So that's high praise for yeah. Emory Jones and Anthony yes. Richardson. Yes. Guys that you know very well. Yes. And you trained Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I still train Anthony. Um, throw with Emory when I'm down there a little bit. I mean, they're, they're just good players. And Kyle is too. It's a good situation. Before we uh, before we wrap up again, we're gonna have to spend a moment on the current Gator basketball team. We don't I know. have to. Uh, that'll be that'll excite you. They are going to dedicate the floor to Billy Donovan on Saturday. Uh, Billy Donovan, two national titles to the University of Florida. What I believe four Final Fours mm-hmm. at the University of Florida. Another handful of Elite Eights. What Billy Donovan did there in basically putting Gator basketball on the map bringing those national titles, bringing the likes of Joe Kim Noah and Al Horford and Corey Brewer and Torian Green. You can go back to the likes of Mike Miller. I mean, on and on and on. How cool is that going to be on Saturday when Billy Donovan's name goes on that hardwood floor? Well, I mean, I, I think it's – he's Steve Spurrier, right? I mean, that's what he is. Is he's, he's ta- He took a program and took it somewhere that people around that area didn't think it could go. I mean, they had success. Yeah, Kruger got him to the final, final four. four, right? Demet Hook and Andrew DeClark back right. in the day, but but it wasn't it it wasn't anywhere near the preseason top ten perennial rankings that Billy Donovan had him in. I mean, I, it's got to be cool, but at the same time, I you know I you got to wonder what's going through Billy Donovan's head right now. You know, he had a pretty dang good life in Gainesville, um, and and man, he has seen some things at the NBA level in his short time there. Now I, he's making a ton of money. And, I uh, actually think this year, not to get on an NBA topic, but I think this year's his best coaching job. No Kevin Durant, no Russell Westbrook, and he has Oklahoma City, what, eight or nine games above of, 500. He's a hell of a coach. I mean, that's, that's all it is. He's a hell of a coach. He, he People like him. Guys play for him. He's shown that it does translate to the NBA. But, no, it's it's that's cool. I mean, I, I wish there was they were going to jog out a little better product for him on Saturday. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll wrap it up. I hate to wrap it up on a sour note, but today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physician, providing an unparalleled level of care. Be sure and visit Southeast Orthopedic Specialist in Riverside, Ponte Vedra, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and in St. John's. Always appreciate Southeast Orthopedic for bringing you Gator Bites. You mentioned a sour product. That was embarrassing against Ole Miss. At the time we're recording this, the uh, Texas A&M game has not been played yet. It'll be played later in the week. Um, I said this on XL Primetime, man. 
and I'm not breaking any news here. The Gators aren't very good. The Gators aren't very bad. The Gators are, blah, they're right in the middle. They're as average as the day is long. They're going to win some. They're going to lose some. I've lowered my expectations, Denny. At this point, I just want to get in the field of 68, and I have no expectation after that. If they win a game in round one, great. To me, here's the season. You get in the tournament, it's a success. You don't get in the tournament, it's a failure. To me, it's that simple. I agree. I agree. I I, I don't. It's funny because I was having a conversation with somebody uh, the other day about this, and they're like, man, you hate Mike White. And I don't. I don't hate Mike White. I've n- go back and find me one time where I have ever said Mike White needs to be fired. I've never said that. All I've said is that there are, there are people who crowned Mike White to be Billy Donovan. Right. And it's not even close. It's, will he be in four, five, six years? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know the guy. I mean – He's been able to recruit pretty well. Just my opinion is he can't develop. Or he, let me rephrase that. He hasn't developed anyone. Um, and, and that's a problem at the college level when you're not at a school that full of one and dones. Has Florida basketball, because of Billy Donovan, has Florida basketball gotten to the point where five years in, if you don't make the NCAA tournament, should Mike White's job be in danger? I don't think it should be in danger yet, but I think it's fair to question the guy. For whatever reason, this has turned into politics in Gator Nation. You know, it's like it's like you're either I want to give this guy a ten year extension or you hate Mike White, and there's no in between. I think the I think the reality is the right answer is somewhere in between. I think Mike White should be on notice that this is a program that was built before you got here, and there are expectations at Florida. And if you can't meet those expectations, we're going to move on, but we're not ready to move on yet. Is yeah. that fair? No, no, it is fair. And, and look, he's won some tournament games, but the further we get removed from that Elite Eight run, they haven't made it out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. They're not going to make it out of the first weekend again this year. That's going to be, what, three years, right, that they haven't made it out of the first round. Here's my bigger issue, though, Hack, and I've been, I've been consistent with this. My bigger issue is not what they do in the tournament, My bigger because he's not Michigan State. Michigan State can barely get in and go to the Final Four, it seems like. They're the the exception to this. You are what you are. And what he's been for the last five years, even in the good years, is a coach of a team that never seems to have the strength that they need to have, can't shoot, and is wildly inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So after four or five years, you have to say, okay, there's one common denominator here. And if you don't get this fixed, we've got to move on. Well, the the thing I took away from the Ole Miss game in closing was – you saw him get down to Alabama. You saw him get down to Georgia, and they had great comebacks, right? But they got down. They were getting crushed in those Two games. Two teams they shouldn't have been down that much by. In yep. Gainesville, they came back. They got down on the road getting crushed by Ole Miss, and just the fire wasn't there. Yep. The spark wasn't there. And that's concerning because, look, it's one thing to have great comebacks, but you fell behind by 20-plus points to those teams for a reason. You did it again against Ole Miss, and you just didn't have the fire to come back. Uh, look, I mean. I go back to the Georgia game last year. The Georgia game, March 2nd. The only reason why I know that is I took my son there for his birthday, which was March 3rd. And we're sitting there, and it was the worst d- display of major college basketball I've ever seen in my life. They had a youth game at halftime, which was wildly entertaining compared to the game. Like, not even close. And I remember just sitting there going, this isn't even fun to watch. Yeah, It's like they have no chance of doing anything that excites a crowd that is ready to erupt. 
and it's just it's a bad brand of basketball right now. And it goes to show you, the sixth overall ranking was they were horribly overrated, horribly overranked at the time, and the young guys haven't developed yet. And I think you got to blame that on the coaching staff because clearly the freshmen, even the sophomores, to an extent. Good thing we're a football school. Well, there you go. <laughs> that is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. Thank you guys for watching Gator Bites. We're back with you. Next week, you can hear Denny every night, 1010XL, 92.5 FM on the Sports Den. You get me middays on XL Primetime. Until next week, so long, everybody.